intro again god damn it just do it <laughs> it's not natural anymore this is visual vampires that's perfect actually <laughs> um this is mickey and jessica and matt and matt we got a matt here actually i think this might be one we agree on but uh let's uh let's get started uh jess happy birthday thank you it's jess's birthday tomorrow i'm 29, 29 forever <laughs> That's funny. Uh, is it? Is uh, it real? I'm just going to be 29 forever. Benjamin I'm buttoning. 29 for anyone who listens <laughs> Yeah, are you Benjamin buttoning? Benjamin buttoning? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was buttoning. Buttoning. <laughs> so hard um, right now. Yeah, so, so we all went to the movies. You actually went to the movies. I know, right? It's been a while, I think, since you saw like something that came out. I know. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. What's I think the last I th- movie you saw before this movie that we're about to mention? Oh, God. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I've seen in the theaters. I think it was like since December. I really do. That's so I mean, I've, I've gone to the movies to see stuff, just nothing new. But I did go. I had to see Us, so. Yeah, you did have to see it. I did. Which what did everybody what think? Well, we saw Us, the new Jordan Peele movie. Jordan Peele, he did get out. Yes. Who? This is some guy. From Key and Peele. You know, he was also at Mad TV. I just, I, I, I just haven't heard anyone talking about this movie or this director much. Yeah. So I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's Jordan Peele. Yeah, it's very Ooh. obscure stuff. I'm um, and his Twilight Zone is coming out tomorrow on my birthday. I know. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be very promising. Uh, yeah, I saw they they showed a, an image of like my favorite f- Twilight Zone episode is the Terror Twenty Thousand Feet, the one with William Shatner. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That fucking weird bear gremlin thing looks terrifying. But anyway, Adam Scott's playing the William Shatner character. Oh, Interesting. It is interesting. It I is like Adam Scott, but sometimes his extreme nerdiness can take me out of yes. the characters he plays. But I was I was rewatching the Twilight Zone episodes, well, some of my favorite ones, because Us is like he was inspired by a specific episode. So I was just watching a bunch of episodes, and I don't know why William Shatner gets so much hatred for his acting because I Ooh, think he's really oh everybody is. It's I like a cliche to like you know. To do your impression. I mean, yeah, he's very. You can do. Well, everyone does that impression, though. But he, but like in that episode, he's really fucking good. <laughs> like yeah. I'm really into it. And uh, anyway, so uh, anyway, what do you guys think of us? Okay, so I, I I think Matt's the only one who watched it twice already, which I do really want to watch it again, um, just because I feel like I usually go on opening night. I don't like to wait. I'm very impatient. I have to see it when it comes out. Right. Or before it comes out. I try my hardest to do that so I know what <laughs> what it's about before everyone else does. Um, I really liked it. I think upon first viewing, some pieces are confusing. Yes. But you like it so much that you don't really care. Or at least I did. I liked it enough to where I was like, oh, I don't really care that there's a hole here or it, this doesn't really make sense or how did this happen? Um, pieces of it, you know, especially towards the end, you're like, what the, how did this, where did they maintain their life? But I think the cast is fucking superb. They're just all on point. I love them all. I do. I think everyone was great. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, is that how you pronounce her last name? Yeah. I think she is fantastic. 
Yeah. I think the parallels between her and her her tethered her other, uh-huh. which um, I I want to actually warn people because I, I think when we talk about this movie, there'll probably be spoilers. So if you haven't seen say, it, there's, there's only there's only there's this really hard movie to talk about without spoiling without spoiling it. it, so it yeah. yeah. So just warning that we're probably gonna spoil this for you. So. Uh, Watch it. Or so don't turn it off. Don't turn off this episode, but just maybe skip yeah. five, ten minutes, probably ten minutes ahead, <laughs> where we talk about something that you won't mind or us spoiling. Spoil it for yourself. Or spoil it for yourself. I don't care. Some people like that. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that her sh- in this movie is fantastic. I mean, um, you you are, it's supposed to be a twist, but it's not. But her connection to the other is great because you see them definitely as two separate people, but you see certain mannerisms and and things that you point out early on that remind yourself that this is kind of like a mirror character. It's the same character, but it's different. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys all liked it. I, <laughs> I, I did. Mickey? I didn't. Here's things. So, you know, I, I saw it with Kate and when I walked out, I didn't have the same reaction. I just get out. Like get out was almost immediate. I was like, fuck yes. I love this movie. Us. I liked, but I didn't have that same, like, Whoa! Holy shit! Like mind blown. And, and Kate was like, Ah, you know, I I didn't like it as much as uh, uh, Get Out, and like, you know, it was you know, wasn't that? And it was. I didn't think it was scary at all. Um, but you know, Kate seemed a little bit more down on it. Whereas like I was like, I don't know, I got to think about it more. And as I thought about it, I really enjoyed it more. Like I was yeah. starting to put things together. I I really liked it. I liked the. There was a lot of really great references to horror films that I thought could easily get shrugged off, you know, in the sense that, like, they weren't super easy to spot, but once you, if you spotted them, you're like, oh, that's fucking rad. Like, there's a scene towards, like, I guess towards the end where she, like, goes into the, the like, House of Mirrors, and she, like, goes down that secret, that finds that doorway, and she starts descending, and to me, that was like, oh, this is his take, his his version of Nightmare on Elm Street, when Nancy goes, finds the weird door in her Uh basement, opens it, and then goes into the boiler, you know, and it's like, and she's, like, descending, and there's, like, all these great metaphors that you can play with that, but I was, like, immediately, was like, oh, that's a Nightmare on Elm Street reference. Santa Cruz being Lost Boys. Yeah. You know, um, I like those. too, is the lady from Shanghai. I mean, that's, Uh like, that's, you know, the classic. Yeah, absolutely. lady from Shanghai. Not a horror movie, but classic. Right, well, it's funny, because, like, he, Key and Peele have this great, they, every year they had like a Halloween episode where mm-hmm. they would just do horror-themed sketches, and there is a fucking hilarious sketch where Jordan Peele is playing a serial killer in a hall of mirrors, taunting the police officer played by Keegan-Michael Key, and it's fucking hilarious. And I was like, when, the moment I saw the House of Mirrors in the beginning of the, the movie, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, he really loves this bit. Because um, like it was one that you know, Kate and I quote all the time at home, you know, and like uh, it's, it's really funny, but I, yeah, I just didn't. It didn't hit me the way Get Out hit me because Get Out was such an immediate, like you didn't. Ha- yeah. You didn't have to work too hard to get what he was trying to say in exactly. general. I mean, you understand like a base uh, right meaning of what the, the tethered. Yeah. You know, is standing for. Uh, yeah, and I like that. I like the whole idea that it's it's representing the marginalized and like I like the the twist that you were talking about because like a lot of people are polarized by that. Yeah. That twist and they're like. You know what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And I was like, oh, I took it as that she forgot where she came from. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally, like how, like you know, I really like those little details of like the tethered are supposed to be these, the underprivileged. You know, like so, like everybody's got a doppelganger. Um, her, the, her husband, her dorky husband, his tethered has poor eyesight. No, but can't, but they can't afford glasses. You know, or they don't. You know, yeah. so he's walk. You know, that's it's such a small detail, but it's a detail that and in how the same. None w- of them speak. 
because they, they, they can't be heard. You exactly. Know? Like, it's it is. It, those pieces are really great. Yeah. But then there's also like, and, and it's like, well, what happens? Why did they? How come no one else got out? If the little girl got out of the the under uh, area, how come no one else got out? Well, I, I think it's because it's supposed to be that she's special. Like, but yeah, but how, like, I, I feel like that could have been a little bit more like yeah. But the idea like of a like l- it's not her that's special; it's the other one. It's it's her, it's her like normal yeah. version that, yeah, that ends up being the like Neo from the Matrix character. So that's what's weird about it is it's like there's there's this scene where that you see this like choreography where like the 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 tethered are like practicing to get like uh, I guess to get Lupita's it's complicated but yeah. to get to get the original underworld Lupita out of the thing. But then she's not the one who saves the world. It's the yeah. one who gets sucked into the thing. So you're like, wait, what were they planning for again? Yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? it's, uh, I agree. There's it's some stuff like that that you're like, I uh, don't know if I quite understand. Or, or yeah, or I can fully, fully be in this. Like I said, like yeah, Get Out has like a bunch of like it, it's. There's a lot going on in Get Out where. And, but you get the initial idea of what the commentary is trying to make, and then the rest of the little like bits and pieces are just bonus, right? Whereas yeah. with us, it's like, uh, yeah, I got the marginalized part, but I still didn't understand. Like, I, I'm I'm assuming the hands across America thing is supposed to be a commentary on the wall that is that they're yeah. trying, you know, like the idea of keeping undesirables out, you know, like. And I also get why. I mean, that's in there, especially if you have a. I think what how old is she supposed to be? Eight. Yeah. Um, in it, and this is what's happening in your world, and then yeah. you're you're pulled from that world and put into something else, and this is all you know. You know what I mean? So you grow up with that education that that that's it. You know, you're you're just thrown into this into this world that you're not ready for, and this is your idea of of. I went to Hands Across America when it happened. You did? I was. I was a part of it. What? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Is that weird? <laughs> no. I so when it was happening in the movie, I was like. You know, I did like somebody. I can't remember who was on on Instagram. Really, like, really took the movie. To, like, they love the movie, but they took the task. Like, there's a great shot where they have the the Hands Across America um, commercial, and on the right left hand side, you see a bunch of videos. Yeah. And someone's like, uh, "Excuse me, but that Chud release on VHS was a re release. It didn't come out until 1991 or something oh, like that." Yeah. And I was like. Fuck it, eh? I love that. I love that somebody was so like anal about like no, no, no. That's Excuse not me, sir. that's yeah. not true ninety that true eighties reference. Um, no, I I liked us. I just I didn't I don't I didn't love it. And and I I want to love it. And I think I'm gonna get see it another get, again. I to, think like, it deserves a second viewing. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I had to say, like I, yeah, putting aside the sort of thematics of it for a second, which you know, I mean, I think they they are more complex and more. Ambiguous uh, yeah. in us than they are in um, in Get Out, and he's sort of said as much in interviews. Um, and I think that's was deliberate on his part to, to make you know like. Um, but I think um, I had a similar reaction coming out of the theater uh, that you did, Mickey, because I came out of Get Out and was just immediately it was like, "That's the best movie I've seen in like five years. That movie is yeah. fucking incredible, just on a craft level." I yeah, think. yeah, it's perfect. I think the, the 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 writing in Get Out is. Again, putting aside the thematics, just the like the elegance of the storytelling, the plants and the payoffs, all these kind of things. Like you know, every single scene kind of has like some sort of like like plot, character, and thematic resonance. It's like everything's just like it's like a perfectly oiled machine. And you know, he took seven years to write that movie, and he took 
a year to write and make us. Yeah. And that, that's the difference. Honestly, in terms of the, yeah. the, the, the like storytelling technique, I mean, there's still a ton of really smart, really clever stuff in the script. The script is still really, really tight. Yeah. And, uh, and has all these, like, you know, deeply buried kind of, like, little things each time you go back and watch it. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, in terms of it's, like, you know, Get Out is, like, a this, like, fucking perfect like yeah. perfectly formed gem like it's basically flawless in terms of in terms of its like uh construction i think the directing is more interesting in us actually yes, i think he's I become a that. better director mm-hmm. uh just in two short films i think the directing in, in get out is, is good but uh it's excellent in us and um yeah like it, it was a movie and i haven't done this in a long time where i actually i i walked out of it being like oh man i'm a little disappointed and then i spent like a week reading about it and listening yes. to podcasts and then wanting it, to go see it again interviews and stuff. So you're like, okay I, clearly this movie had some sort of impact on me and then I saw it again with all that stuff in my head yeah. and having thought about the twist and everything and I went and I was like oh this movie's fucking a masterpiece yeah exactly and that's great. that's what I imagine <laughs> it's so good and, and like thing is with like, but the only problem the difference between Get Out and Us was Get Out was and I, I don't scare easily but there was a great sense of dread all throughout Get Out like even before some shit went down like you're like mm. you are you're, you're, you know you get this feeling that something bad's gonna happen and it's really gonna be bad. And it is in Get Out. Like, th- again, the social commentary aside, just the I- basic ideas, like, that's pretty fucking terrifying. And the, the paranoia is really ratcheted up. Us, I didn't get scared. I didn't feel any sort of sense oh, really? of dread. I thought Us was scarier. Really? I, I thought pieces of Us were scary. Um, the, I mean, there were jumps, some, some good jump scares, but I, what I liked about Get Out was, like, and I'm sure everybody who's yeah. listening has seen that, but, like, for me, like, that moment where you're just, like, oh, and, like, I just remember my, my entire insides just dropped was when he's, like, we're getting the fuck out of here, and it, it seems like they're gonna get out, and she's, like, you, you know, I can't let you leave, and you're, like, oh, shit, you know, like, because we know that she's got to be in on it and then get yeah. out, like, because he finds that, that book and everything, but the moment that that's confirmed, like, the confirmation is just so, like, ugh, and that freaked me out more than anything in us where, like, people are, I, I will say this, Elizabeth Moss is terrifying. She's, yeah, she's like, really I mean, like, even when she's not, I really like, I've always really even when she's not a tethered, you know, like, when they're, they're on, I'm like, man, you are one scary bitch, I swear, yeah. but, like, that scene where she's looking out the window and she's, like, watching Tim Heidecker, who really, I love Tim Heidecker, but that, I think that was what took me out, too, is it? No, see, I liked it. Oh, I think, tethered I think, Tim Heidecker was hilarious, though. Yeah. That's I my problem, is that I didn't, I like that Jordan Peele, one, had him in here, and I agree. two, was able to, like, play off his ridiculous comedic energy, you Absolutely. know what I mean? with this character. But when, like, when, when, when Elizabeth Moss is looking out the window and she's, like, trying to scream, but then it just turns into, la- and it's, it's not even yeah. laughing because there's no, uh, no noise coming out. That to me was just like that's fucking terrifying, and the twins were fucking scary. Like oh, yeah, they were. that that actually made me go, oh shit! But like, I think I was a little disappointed. Was that I I wanted the movie to be, t- I wanted him to tell a bigger story, but in a, with a smaller scale. And it, it, by the time you get to you reach the end of us, you realize the scale is huge. Yeah. And I almost thought, I I kind of wanted it to be a simple, intimate home invasion, and it turns into a little bit more of like a zombie movie, but not, but not quite. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that was just a personal preference that, like, again, coming off of Get Out, which does tell this big, has a, has a, has a big message, but it's told in this really small, contained little bubble that is really, like, I think that's what made it creepier for me. I think when you when you start to expand that bubble, it's a lot harder to be scary. It's mm-hmm. like I was scared of The Witch because well, it's, then, like, yeah. a small family in the woods, uh, w- hereditary, again, you know, like a family. Yeah. It's like I love those, like, intimate little things that, like, are trying to tell a much bigger story uh-huh. and and i really thought us was going to be this weird home invasion movie where like they are yeah, chasing the trailer plays it like yes a, like more of a home invasion movie 
Um, but I liked that it kind of wasn't just that. Um, yeah. Even though that was a scary part of it. Well, the, the Twilight Zone episode that he's referencing is a mov- is an episode called uh, Mirror Image. It was in the first season, uh-huh. and it's fucking great. It's this woman is at like a Greyhound bus stop, and she goes to the bathroom, and she starts to notice that there's a another her, mm-hmm. and nobody believes her. And like she goes up to the teller, and she's like, you know, she starts talking to teller. Teller's like, look, you were just up here five seconds ago, and she's like, no, it wasn't me. And she's trying to tell this guy, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you're really pretty, but you're kind of crazy, you know, like, mm-hmm. and. By the end of the episode, I think she's getting carted off, in, you know, to the, the loony bin, and then he notices that he's got a, a, a doppelganger who's walking out of the bus stop, and the you know the doppelganger looks at him, smiles, and then just keep, and he starts running after it, and that was the end of the episode. And that to me is really creepy. I like, I, I think my problem with us was that I wanted it to be more ambiguous and let you more play. Ambiguous. Yeah, I don't feel like I, I feel like the explanation was, I almost was like, ah, it just. It, the explanation in Get Out works because it's terrifying. The explanation itself, but the explanation in us was like, oh, there's, this is what happened, and these are what's going on. You're, I'm like, okay, like, that doesn't scare me as much. I will tell you, the next day, we, me and Kate, were walking, um, we, were, we went for a walk, and, and we walked, we were at the corner of our, um, our street, right where Jumbo's Clown Room is, yeah. and there was this hipster kid with like a fucking hipster hat and a striped shirt and all this <laughs> stuff. And I remember looking at him, I was like, oh, that's weird. Scary. Hold on, hold on. So then we're walking towards Hollywood, towards uh, towards uh, down Hollywood, towards Western, where there's like a Ralph's, you know. And mm-hmm. as we, right when we get to Ralph's, that same hipster kid starts walking. He's like, we walk by him, but he's walking from where we were going. And I remember, like, it was so terrible. I went, are you fucking kidding? I said it out loud. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And Kate's, like, trying not to laugh. And then when he walked away, I was like, look, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I swear to God, I saw that hipster kid at the corner of our street. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, I saw him too. And I was like, okay, that was scarier than us. Like, that moment of seeing oh the hipster kid. Oh, my God. It does I- that to you. Like, you take it home with you in, yeah. in, a, yeah. in a fun way. Like, I, I was, last, last night I was like, sort of drifting off to sleep, and I was like, oh, you know what? The, the tethered is a great costume. Like, I bet a lot of people are going to oh, go yeah, as tethered. Because you, you could just be the, your tethered self. You could just wear the red zips. You get the scissors, and then you kind of, like, fuck your face up somehow, and you're like, okay. And then I was like, oh, and, and then I had the thought, oh, God, what would my tethered version look like? And then I just couldn't sleep, and I looked at my phone, and it was 11-11. I was like, fuck you. Come on. Like, get out of here. Ah, you know? <laughs> and uh, and that like, is something I wish they had done more with, was the I, coincidences. I don't know. I mean, I oh, There's a lot like more of it when you... I mean, you notice more of it the second time through, for sure. There's yeah. A, yeah. Well, there's the, the black Bible flag verse, and you know, yeah, the two black flag shirts, and like which it, it's, like, on the, it's on the K sports po- highlights too. And well, Kate pointed out she was like, she said something about the black flag shirt. She's like, "What's the deal with the black flag shirt?" And I was like, "Well, you see it twice." She's like, oh, I thought it was because it was eleven eleven, and I was like, "It is." Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. I was like, "That's so true." Funny. I was yeah. like, "So funny." But I, what, I, but what was the point of it? Well, it is a Bible verse. It's something about you know the mm. Bible about hell and humanity and. I feel like eleven eleven is just a mirror image. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I feel like it's you know. Oh I, shit! I that was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> my, my guess is well, that was a eureka guess, moment just now. It feels. <laughs> It, it, I, if I had to guess, I assume he was probably like, all right, shit, which book of the Bible well, has an 1111 I, in it? Yeah. And he probably went through every book of the Bible and was like, oh, okay, Jeremiah 1111's pretty scary. I'll put that one in there. And you're like, it, it feels, that part feels kind of like arbitrary and it feels like just like some spooky shit. It's like just Ezekiel 2517. It's just some scary shit to say to somebody before you pop a cap in their ass. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's more like that than it is. I don't think that like, like verse unlocks anything really. There well, are pieces about like this movie that are very, like, they're like weirdly personal. And I, I do want to rewatch it to like, because there's a part where, um, you know, the, the mother in, in the movie is talking about, she's like, there's this 
person um, that I've always felt she's like coming for me and she's talking about herself and like her darker self and her shadow self and like what and it, it's like a lot to see like people who have now had like more privileges or, or you know work to get themselves in a certain place who have come from like poverty and stuff to like feel that their old self can like come at any time and like take over them or like come for them like it's a real fear and anxiety that people have especially in society who like are working and they're like did I make it is this better than this are we better than the pop the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the poverty stricken or like what um and people have a fear of them and themselves in that situation so i i i really liked it i do really want to see it again because i think there's a lot more that i didn't get to pay attention to the first time and i think he i think even as like um broad as it is sometimes that he did that so you can think about it I, yeah. I think that thing you were just saying, like I, I saw the the great artist uh, Kara Walker had an Instagram post about uh, us, like she went uh -huh. to some premiere screening of it or whatever, and she's like, "Do you have you ever felt like a filmmaker is talking directly to you yeah. or something?" Was the caption or something? And I think there's a yeah, lot of yeah. people I think who feel that way, who like have been elevated to a certain level in society because of their talent and all those and kind of things. Yeah. And you're like, what could have been? And I think that to a certain extent that probably is like an autobiographical dimension for him. Yeah. At least sure. again, he said I've, I've listened to a bazillion hours of interviews now. At this uh -huh. point. So, uh, but yeah, he, he yeah I think he talks about that. A little bit as that's great, and, and it was funny because like I mentioned, like the, I liked the homages to horror films, but that was one of the things I liked about Get Out was there wasn't as many, because I felt like you know, Get Out was its own was it was like I'm gonna try to tell a um, a big story in a horror film setting, great, and that was Get Out. With us, it was like I'm gonna try to tell a big story with a bunch of horror stories, like a bunch of horror cliches. And I don't mean that in, a, in an insulting way, just that there's, it seemed like he was more like, he was torn between wanting to tell this great story and be like, hey guys, I'm into horror films. Like, look at all the ones I'm into. And it's like, dude, we get it. We saw Get Out. We know no, that you, we, we get it. Yeah. But other people still, I feel like. Man, fuck those people. But that's the thing. They're this type of people who are like, oh, Jordan Peele said he didn't want to cast white people in his movies and like all fuck this em. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, fuck them. But that's also people who Speaking are going to, Sorry, this is, this is a very this is a, 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 a slightly off topic, but um, <laughs> Winston Duke oh. as as like the like, as like the the like the Dorky amazing dad. like Homer Simpson dad. Like I, I remember when uh, a Quiet Place came out, like I, I talked to a lot of female friends that were like, oh, I don't know, like Daddy Daddy Krasinski in the sweater is like kind of like you know uh, has got some sort of like real appeal, <laughs> and uh, and it's just like if, if there's anyone in the world who's like who thinks that Winston Duke isn't the sexier horror daddy, then oh yeah, fucking, Ooh, it's just funny because like, I didn't recognize him from Black Panther. When oh, he you, plays yeah, a completely... He, he plays this... Yeah. He's so, he's so funny and so charming. And like, and like, I loved he, him. They, they really push the limits of what they can do with the comic relief. Like, mm -hmm. there, there are parts yeah. where you're like, oh, wow, like you really are, you're really undercutting the seriousness of this moment right now. But it, you're kind of like, I don't know. Like, again, the, the, the second time through, I was like, no, I kind of love it. Like, when they, when they compare their kill counts, <laughs> I was like, damn, they are really glib about killing that family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, like, I don't know, the second time through, you, like, you really want that release valve right there. Uh -huh. and, uh, and Winston Duke is so, uh, just, even just the thing where he, like, lays in the bed and he takes up most of the bed. And yeah. And he's, like, in his boxes and he just looks so so schlumpy and like hilarious. Yeah. And then, and then she just delivers this really intense monologue and he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to get laid. I mean, he's just yeah. fucking great in it. Like, yeah. he's yeah. so good. So yeah, funny. I think his perform. I think his performance is a little bit underrated. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, Lupita's mean, amazing, is, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah, everyone is so good in this movie. It's really, there's not like a weak person in it, you no. know? No, there's a, you know, it, it was perfectly cast, and I, I, I agree with that. Like I said, I mean, with the exception of Tim Heidegger, it wasn't like I don't like him, because I do think his tethered is... See, I think it... I think my problem was that what you said is that, like, his tethered is so funny, where it's like... Because like, when he first shows up, you're like, oh, shit. 
And it's yeah, scary. Think about the parallel of the first character who was the regular guy who was just like, you know, she couldn't even get him to check out the thing. And he was just kind of like this witty, you know, kind of deprecating. Like, yeah. Ugh. Well, he does you like know? the weird crab crawl down the stairs. It's pretty yes. fucking scary. I yeah. Thought. Uh, yeah. It is. It's scary um, and it's funny. And I like the plant, the, the plant of the fucking flare gun and the payoff of it. And then mm-hmm. the payoff that doesn't actually work. You're just like, fuck yes, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I. Jordan Peele is like a master of plants and payoffs. He's so fucking good at yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, like, by, by no means, what my, like, do I think this is like a misstep. I think it was like a, such a great step into a, you know, I mean, yeah. like, I, I'm very confident and I'm, I just hope he continues. See it? I think everyone should see it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, and I'm, I am going to see it twice. I mean, it's just tough because now is the season where, like, there's actually stuff coming out that I'm like, all right, I need to go check that out. Like, I yeah, do. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. I need to check out Pet Cemetery. I know it's going to be. Pet Cemetery, yeah, next week. And yeah. then mid- really good things out of South by people were loving it when it was yeah. South by. South by that's weird. I mean, uh, did any other movies show up at South by? I know. I, I think good, apparently. Yeah, Matt <laughs> Matt um, had a movie at South by, but I know we were gonna do an episode maybe closer to uh, like a release. Oh yeah, let's so do that. So people could actually see it, right? I can I can give you the yeah. general overview of like what I saw that was cool. I yeah, yeah. Didn't get to see much because um, our film played in narrative competition, so it was like the first th- like our our. All three of our screenings were over by like Wednesday, like by like midweek or something. Mm-hmm. So um, I took the second half of the week and tried to see as many of the midnight movies as yeah. I could, um, which we were a horror movie, but weirdly weren't in the midnight section. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I saw Villains, um, uh-huh. which was really great, uh, super fun movie with um, who's the guy who plays the clown in it? Oh the, yeah, the, the Skarsgård, Bill yeah. Skarsgård, and um, Mike Monroe kind of play the like this Bonnie and Clyde couple that. Uh, gets involved with oh, this older couple yeah. and some scary shit and so I don't want to give too much of it away. Um, really, really fun movie. Really like elegant and slick. Uh, um, and uh, almost all the movies in the midnight section had like an comedic element to them. They were almost all horror comedies, interestingly. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, ours is too. So it was, it was some, like, some sort of a trend they were doing this year. But um, yeah, that was that was really great. Um, uh, Boys in the Wood, which is like this kind of Scottish like adventure tale of these like you know kind of uh, uh, messed up lads who go on this like. Uh, uh, trip out to the highlands uh, and then get hunted by the rich, basically rich people, uh-huh. um, which uh, is a yes, great the like tale old, the old tale of yeah. rich people hunting the poor. It's really fun and it's directed by a music video director and it's got some crazy like um, like weird hallucination sequences that are really fun. And mm-hmm. uh, but the best thing I saw personally was um, Little Monsters, which is another Lupita film. Oh yeah. Oh, is it a remake of the? The, the other little monster. No, no, oh, no, no. Too I bad. No, not no, interested. It's, it's an Australian movie, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I can't remember the guy's name who directed it. Um, but because he wasn't at the screening that I went to, but um, she's great. Um, she's amazing in it, and she's so. She, uh, compared to the the get the, you know the the us performance, it's like it's much simpler, but it's so charming. You're just like, oh right, she could just be like this character too. It's really great. She's she's uh, she truly is one of the best living actors. Um, but uh, th- it's kind of like this. Um, you know, this like kind of like shitty, kind of uh, uh, negligent uncle character uh-huh. who's like wants to be in a band but but sucks, and he has to like take his uh, nephew on this like school field trip. Uh, and you're like, oh no, this guy's gonna really screw this up. But he, it's because he has the hots for Lupita's character who plays the the school teacher, and they end up going down this like safari to this safari park, and then zombies. You know, uh, oh. that's basically the whole movie. Yeah, that's basically all there is to it. Um, but so, but it, it ends up being kind of like the, the premise of like life is beautiful or something, where these, yeah. these this, this like like dirtbag guy and Lupita and Youngo have to help, have to like 
keep the kids in this like thing from uh-huh. realizing that there are zombies just literally ripping people apart outside. And it's super funny. Josh that's Gad cool. has the turn as this like uh, children's entertainment performer who's just a total dirtbag that's fucking amazing. Like it's just it's just a really really fun movie. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's it's a it's a it's hard not to leave the theater smiling. It's a it's a really yeah. enjoyable movie. So of the of the stuff I saw, those were like my three my three faves. Yeah, I want to see. I mean, I, I the little monsters one actually does sound interesting. Although I'm kind of over the zombie craze for a long time. Yeah, but, but what else? What has come out well, recently? Uh, what are you talking about? There it seems like a. Was good is the um there was there was one called uh, Night Eats the World that came out last year. I don't know if anyone saw that. It's no. like uh, it's like a slow burn uh, zombie movie, and it's got the dude from. Oslo, August 31st in it. You remember mm-hmm. that movie? Uh, what's the fucking director's name? I can't remember. He's really awesome. All of his movies are really good. He actually made a horror movie called Thelma a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Great director. Uh, I really like him. Lots of stuff like that. Anyway, that guy who stars in, in that movie is, is the main character. And he's basically all alone in an apartment building for like 90 minutes. Just, uh-huh. just like, just like, what would you do? It, it's kind of like, it's like if the opening of Omega Man was the whole movie. Uh-huh. Where it's just driving around, like doing nothing, hanging uh-huh. out with. And then uh, <laughs> Denny Levant from all of the, those Carax movies plays yeah. the like z- the one zombie who he like keeps as his like kind of pet or something uh, that he like talks to periodically. Yeah, and it's it's a really really good like different take on a zombie movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, well, it's just that, like every I mean it just seems like every year there's a zombie movie. And it's like I want to see something else. I get why zombie movies. I I understood the big craze when it happened. You know the resurgence, but now it's like okay now I want to see other genre uh, other. Sub genres kind of get explored and see what you can do with those in different ways. Bring back like, werewolves. Somebody bring back werewolves. But but do it well, you know. Like I don't like, even care how well it's done. Just bring them back. I don't know. Have you seen Cursed by Wes Craven? Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's one of the best movies. Oh my it's god, crazy. it's, like it's it should have been on my list. My birthday. Oh list god, of bad horror movies that I forced Mickey to watch. Isn't it like it, it's it's like the same team as Scream? It's only a few years later, right? Yeah, yeah it's or, fucking it might garbage. Have been yeah, um, Pacey from Dawson's I Creed. love, love Wes Craven. Too? Yeah. Oh, man. What I love Wes Craven, but that movie, and I, I, I can put Jesse up a Eisenberg's in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can put up a lot of Wes Craven missteps, you know? Like, there's movies of his that he's done where I'm like, you know, look, I know it's bad, Shocker. but I love it. I love Shocker. Love bad, bad Shocker. Movie, it's not a great movie, but it is uh, also. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking more like Deadly Friend, um, but Curse was one. I was in the theater and I saw that and I was like, Fuck this! Like I think there was that, <laughs> there was that line where like Jesse Eisenberg is like talking to the bully, and the bully's coming out, and Jesse Eisenberg's trying to tell him he's a werewolf, and I was like, I can't fucking believe this dialogue is actually happening, <laughs> and it made me angry that Kevin Williamson wrote it. I was like, an openly gay man is is trying to use this come, you know, is trying to to have this character come out with like this really like sloppy like just almost comedic, like, bullshit, you know, of, like, you know, just everyone's like, no, it's like a curse. And he's like, yeah, it feels like that sometimes. I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Kevin Williamson. Um, Here's the, I would say this about, about zombie movies. I feel like zombie movies are kind of like found footage movies. You know, it's like, it's like the craze is over. The craze has been over for, like, a decade now, and it's still going. So it's kind of like, these are just, like, Sub, no, no they, they were already subgenres, but it's like this is just part of the language now, especially because yeah. like, found footage used to be a weird thing because like not everyone filmed their life, but now everyone films their life constantly. Yeah. So yeah. Like, found footage is just a dimension of movies now, like yeah. it's just part of our daily existence. And I think zombies, in the same way, you're like, well, zombies are almost their own genre. Like it's like, in, and so in that sense, you're just kind of like, I don't know, yeah, I'm tired of them in the same way that I'm tired of like movies on spaceships where they're all just exactly like Alien for the first 30 minutes. You know, you're like, why did, why did, the movie we're going to talk about later, uh, why did, why did an event horizon start 30 minutes in? 
You're just like we've got. The, they're in the cryo sleep. They wake up. They tell, talk about the mission and they go to the thing. They van- you know. And you're That's like, the question you have to ask: Is why didn't that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, feel like there's a lot more I, about. No, there's so well. many questions about it, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like in terms of like, you know, you're just like, okay, here's a cliche. Here's, you know, here's something we're familiar with. Whatever. I can't even I remember know. the last zombie movie I watched. I, I don't watch any, but there's there's one every year, if not What's at the least last one that came out that you could recall. Oh God, um, who was last year? Am I just like ignoring that? Yes, like you are. Like <laughs> I'm just trying to remember because like it's they're not just American films. Even like all over the country, they're oh, like all uh, over the world. One Cut for the Dead, the Japanese movie, they also came out last year that was yeah. fucking awesome. You're you're totally wrong about this. All the zombie movies that I've seen in the last like year are all great. I'm not saying <laughs> that they're bad. I'm just saying I'm tired of them. Like there's so I many. That's what I mean. I think the oversaturation. You've gone. We've gone past oversaturation, and now you have to do something really interesting to do yeah. a zombie movie. And that's why I think the last few ones have been good. But I feel like zombie. I mean, the next thing we're gonna get is like a zombie comic book film, and I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Like a superhero film that's a zombie film at the same time. I'd be fucking pissed. Isn't that what the whole premise to Santa Clara Diet? I never watched it, so I don't know. Aren't they the zombies who like? I thought they were just cannibals. Maybe they're zombies. Cannibals? I don't know. Oh, there's also the one called like the, the one. What was the, wasn't there an Ellen Page zombie movie where they were able to bring them back? Uh, yeah. That's Flatliners, and that was a remake. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like there, there was a there was, there was, I, a, it was actually cured. now it was that cured, and maybe Ellen Page wasn't in it actually. There, there was there was like a we revival, have but a they computer. weren't zombies. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. There but there's like there's one where that's like revival. yeah they, yeah they were, they were they're able to like kind of bring the zombies back, and then the like. The zombies who have been cured of zombieism like start their own like kind of like social movement or something. Uh-huh. I didn't actually see this movie, but it looked cool. That's what, what I'm saying is that I feel like you have to come up with a cool concept. Yeah, in order in to order get a zombie to, made. Yeah, this this day and age. I feel like you gotta come up with a cool concept to make any movie. Apparently not in 1997, no, but. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, um, are we are we just gonna talk about this movie? Because yeah. well, yeah, it, it's my birthday, and I got <laughs> to pick my own movie. But I I, I actually uh, have been watching a lot of Lawrence Fishburne. It, it just so happened, you know, like King of New York was on movie, and I hadn't seen that in a long time, which is uh, I personally love. How does it. that hold up? Uh, I thought it held up. Pretty Holds up pretty good. well, yeah. I, I think it's really still great. I think you should watch it. Because I, I watched the original um, Bad Lieutenant recently. Yeah, that movie fucking rips. That is a yeah. great movie. Yeah, it's a, it, like King Deeply of New York is a badass but... movie, and I forgot that. Um, what's his name? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is like a badass. I well, oh. <laughs> I had a weird acid flashback of staring at Matt's fucking Christopher Walken blanket in oh, yeah. that <laughs> room. But anyway, um, yeah, so Lauren, we're in search for, uh, I rewatched The Matrix recently because New Beverly was showing it, but I have to work so I can't go. And I really wanted to see it to see how that held up and I really like it. Um, and then I was rewatching Hannibal, the TV show. Um, and I fucking love Lawrence Fishburne. So He's pretty my great. pick, because I, I love really bad, cheesy, especially late 90s, early 2000 horror because there's a lot of it. Yes. Um, so I picked Event Horizon, which I feel is like a cult 90s film. People love this film, and I mean me. Yep. <laughs> no, you're not alone. There's a lot it's of people. Space horror. I, I really like... There's the, nothing horror about there's it. There's a lot of late 90s space horror. Um, th- th- I don't know why maybe as technology progressed, we just kept incorporating it. I'm not saying it's good. Like after Alien, obviously, there's just been like a ton of space horror. Um, bad space horror. Like it was incorporated in Hellraiser, Jason, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Jason X, obviously. And then uh, and Event Horizon. And Event Horizon is still fucking sick. I don't know what your problem is. I, I, I Sunshine, can... which I guess was more like oh, ten, yeah, Sunshine, Sunshine was like 10 years later, but it was... A similar had a similar vibe though, like the, the guy goes crazy yeah. in, in a similar way. Like, but I mean, I, you know, I think we can all agree 
th- this is the best space movie uh, since uh, Tarkovsky Solaris. We're gonna have to get back to that. I don't, I don't think there's any disagreement among the three of us, uh, but, that's, but that's true. Um, uh, and they actually have some weirdly, weird similarities, actually. Like, the main, I, the main I wrote that down. Wife killed herself, yep. and uh, she reappears to him in a hallucination. There's three movies that it rips off. Solaris is one of them I You're wrote down. you rips off, not yes. influenced by. Yes. You just went how Jordan Peele's influenced by this. And there's a difference. There's a difference. But in Event Horizon. Kathleen Quinlan is chasing really a little, like, down. a little, a little, uh, the little Paul W.S., we yeah, have to make so the distinction. Yeah, yeah, the other Paul Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. He's chasing her to the corridor, that little kid. I'm like, oh, this is the end of Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland. Just not as good. And then uh, and then I was writing this as Matt said it. Like, it just happened to me uh-huh. at the same time. Was when there's that scene where, like, the fucking, you know, the, the, all the blood comes, like, bursting out of the thing. And I'm writing The Shining as Matt's saying, Fuck you, Kubrick. And I'm yeah. like, um, yeah. no, I can tell you why I don't like this movie. Uh, one, it was. Oh, man. How well, long do we have? No, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try so to bad. I'll try to start so short. But like, uh, one, I didn't see this when it came out. So it was so I didn't see this until about. You didn't see Event Horizon when it came out? No. So I saw this oh. in like 2008. Good, almost 10 no, years. No, 2007, I think. And yeah. like, so, yeah, yeah, over, you know, 10 years, yeah. uh, where it had been so hyped. Now, the other reason why I don't like this movie is. On paper, uh, the plot is fucking solid. Uh, there is a ship uh, that was, in, uh, like, was like orbiting Neptune that had like a, a experimental gravity warp drive or whatever, and it disappeared, and then suddenly it's come back, mm-hmm. and there's a rescue team going to find it, and they, are, they discover that this ship went into what we would know as hell and came back and brought something back with it. On paper, that is fucking solid. I'm like, that is. It's got Lovecraft. It's got like it. It does have like a. It's got that the design of the of the like of the, of, of the time drive feels very Lovecraftian. Cool. Yeah, it does. I actually really yeah. love that the the, 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 the design. Like, it's per. It's the like the design of the actual yeah. like like black wormhole machine yeah. is fucking dope. And you're like, why does it have so many spikes? Because it's fucking awesome. That's why. <laughs> and so then after you get past the plot, then you're like, okay, who's in this movie? And then I'm like, and I'll, I'll list some of the people here. We've got, and I'm gonna me- mention the horror pedigree to date to this date of 1997, right? Yeah. So we've got Sam Neill, yes. right, who did Omen 3, In the Mouth of Madness. Possession. Possession, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great, one of the greatest horror performances of yeah. all time, those, that duo. Lawrence Fishburne, who was in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes. Yep. Kathleen Quinlan, who was in the Twilight Zone movie, so that's topical now that uh-huh. we, you know, and a movie called Warning Sign. And then Jack Noseworthy, who I might be the only one that I know remembers him from a TV, an MTV show called Dead at 21. Ooh, it was this weird, like, Early to mid '90s cyberpunk. Well, I mean, cyberpunk esque, but like really, really was like he finds out that he's a that he was a genetically created. Like him and a bunch of other people were like really? these like test babies that like were had an expiration date or were supposed to be killed off by right, dead at 21. And he's trying to figure out like who's behind it and like so Jack knows. Never the, let me go, kind of. Is, that, hmm? is it kind of like never let me go? Is that, but that like, person? yeah, but like in 1993, 94. So like, there are scenes where they like they use Nine Inch Nails and like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're like, it's MTV, so they're like they're trying to like really pepper it in with a bunch of like BuzzFeed videos and BuzzFeed oh, music. Man. But Jack knows where the, he's the one who goes who gets lost in the, uh, you know he get he he goes into the weird thing and comes out and he's all fucked up and he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm going to do this. And they're like, don't do this. And then he does it. And then Lawrence Fishburne saves him because Lawrence Fishburne is Lawrence Fishburne. And, you know, that's Jack Noseworthy. You know, he's in a few other is movies. Is he the young kid? He's the young kid, Baby yes. Bear. Baby Bear. There you go. 
Um, <laughs> so you have a cast that, that is familiar with the genre. I think the, the reason why this movie, for me, just completely fails is because the director has no idea what the fuck he's doing when it comes to making a horror film. It that is, could be valid, but I still don't think it's a fail. Oh, it's a huge fail. I don't think so. I think he's more concerned with like the worst CGI effects ever. And Matt, makes a, Matt made another good point. They're not bad, though. For 97, those fucking effects are pretty sick. How is it that in 1997, outer space looks shittier than it did First in 1970? That was the aspect ratio of my TV. No, no, no. It has nothing and, to do with the aspect. And plus, I mean, yeah, it is. I think it helps that we were watching it on a DVD because it's like we, we were watching it from and a DVD that, that probably came like out that you probably bought in the 90s or yeah, the late 90s. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and I think that helps because like the shitty compression kind of covers up yeah. you know, the effects. I'm talking that about the like. So bad. But the effects are genuinely awful. Yeah, they're really bad. And it's like. like by today's standards, the, obviously. But not even today. Yeah. I mean, even by those later. standards. Like, if you watch Alien and you watch. $60 million movie, though, that shit must have cost a lot of money back I'm then. That's but it was all it was all spent in the wrong places. Like again, I look at look at we were talking about Alien, the, you know, earlier. It's like in the very beginning when they're like coming across the planet and just the way everything looked, the way the ship feels. The ship itself feels, oh, it's claustrophobic. It's scary. It feels grimy. This I, basically to me, Paul Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul <laughs> Paul Mortal Kombat. This is yeah. this is Paul yeah, Thomas Anderson's worst Kombat. movie. Like we can all yeah, this is, that. yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I wonder if Paul and Paul Thomas Anderson ever like gets like you know those idiots who like when Wes Craven like did Wes Craven presents Dracula two thousand are like worst Wes Craven movie and it's like he didn't direct it you yeah. know he just I wonder if Paul Thomas Anderson get like from people who don't really understand like don't read or anything or don't understand anything they're like wow. they're like man Paul Thomas Anderson really fucking stunk up the ship with uh, Event I Horizon each other's mail and stuff and they have to like <laughs> meet up like once a month being like ah oh, shit I got one of yours again I got your magazines. <laughs> Yeah. Which is funny because I would actually love to see a Paul Thomas Anderson Mortal Kombat. I think that would be really like it'd be it'd be like kind of like I imagine Mortal like, Kombat is good. Okay, well there you go. But I mean, I imagine it'd be like Boogie Nights, where like the first half is really fun and like yay, and then the second half is like this is the most depressing movie ever. <laughs> like when they die, it's like not as like cool. You're just like <laughs> oh they died. But um, he, I don't think he understands. Like there's no build up. There's no sense of dread. Everybody in this movie mean? is not phoning it in. They're all. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne's doing great. Sam Neill is doing great. Everybody's doing yeah. their jobs, but I just feel like everything else around them is not working. You know, I, I feel I like mean, it's technically not because they're in uh, <laughs> in a ship that's blowing up. And oh my god! Imploding I meant like, I meant the structure of the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean I was I was, was waiting to see where you were going with that because I I, I I agree that like I mean I mean it's like where do, where do you start in terms of the problems of this movie? But like I think that one of the big ones is that like the horror stuff is not scary because he's not a horror director. Or at least he w- he wasn't. I, I, it's I, scary. I feel like the Resident Evil movies I haven't seen. I think I may have seen the first one. But I, I saw the first one for sure. I remember liking it, it, but I like Resident Evil the game, so I thought the. The yeah. movie was cool. My, my guess is he probably got better at it. Because this is like one of his... This is like still yeah, fairly he, early he had, on yeah. in his career. I think it was his second movie, maybe? Yeah, well, he, done, he, he, he did more combat. He movie, uh, which got him like kind of launched. Like yeah. a small movie that like, premiered mm-hmm. at Sundance. And then he... And that somehow got him Mortal Kombat. And, and then, then Mortal Kombat, he turned down Mortal Kombat 2 and X-Men yeah. to do this. And then he did like two $60 million movies in a row that flopped like this and Soldier. Soldier. Which was written by David Peoples for yeah. some reason. It's a loose sequel. It's a loose sequel to Blade Runner, too. Yeah, very You guys are really missing out. We, we, yeah, we, we did some Wikipedia reading. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think the reason the, the reason the directing in this felt 
sort of ineffective is because like most of the jump scares happen in these weird flashes. Like they're not yeah. like, they're not particularly well set up. Like you're just like okay, well you know like, it's, it's not even like someone's like slowly walking down a dark corridor and like we're like pushing it on their face as we get it. It's like they're just like in a wide shot and suddenly there's just this like white flash. And then <laughs> yeah. They see like then they see like a flash of like their mother dying, which is not something that you've seen in the film. And then it flashes back and they're like ah. You yeah. Know, like, well, that's yeah. not really. And like, even like the, the it's like a flash of thought that's um, being penetrated in their brain by the ship. Well, but like the first real scare in the movie is like they get onto the ship and Lawrence Fishburne, who's been you know like Mr. Te- like uh, you know Planet Tough guy uh, the whole time, it, like, gets Which on the ship and like a glove floats past him and it's meant to be like a jump scare where like, the, like a hand is reaching out and touching his shoulder and he's like, Bleh! but you see the glove coming from really far away <laughs> and you, you kind of even see that it's not not attached to anything and you're like, that's not really how a jump scare works. No, and and like. That's what I'm trying to say is that, like, instead of, like, okay, first off, the, everything's way too lit. And I mean, I, I, when I, I'm bringing that up because, like, again, like, when, when you know, I'll go back to Alien real quickly. When Ridley Scott was making Alien, his goal was, okay, I want to make a haunted house film in space. So he he took all the trappings of a haunted house film, dark dark hallways. Instead of cobwebs, there's, like, metal pipes and everything. But, like, he really, like, he's trying to create an atmosphere, whereas I think Paul W.S. Anderson is not trying to do that as much with... With Event Horizon, where it's like everything's really well lit. Yeah, it's um, like a literal spaceship, though. And and like I said, I, I get that, but he's also like jerking himself off over like wait until you see this wrench, this CGI wrench floating around in space. And it's like, first off, that effect of like stuff floating, they did that in the sixties with two thousand one with with practical, and it looked awesome. You know, like you don't need everything looks fake in this movie, which is a shame because there are like there's one scene in this movie where I'm like, and I kept saying I was like, I love this part, but then it wouldn't be the part that I you thought said it was that twice because yeah. I thought because I thought we were building up. I thought it was going to show the the there's that weird transmission that they yeah, they yeah. transmission. It's like you're like, oh damn, I wish that would have been the movie. I wish we would have just seen the movie where you just see them get <laughs> mutilated the first time. Which is funny because that, that the scene is short and sweet, and a part of you wants more, but then a part. But that, but getting more but, would defeat the purpose yeah. of why that scene is so effective. Because it's like you get a flash of like whatever happened here was fucked. Yeah, it's like, it's like a yeah. video message that 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 uh, shows you what happened to the previous crew and how yeah. they like all got like all hellraised and shit. They all blood. Like, they had a blood orgy. That's, that's to, yeah. Yeah, to blood orgy. Yeah, um, and and like I think that was my other problem too. You mentioned hellraisers. People were like, dude, you're gonna fucking love this. It's like hellraiser in space. And I'm like, they made a hellraiser in space, and it, it's not great, but it is better. Oh, whatever. It is it, because at least it's trying to be a horror film, whereas this one I feel like he's he's trying. To, I, I, like I said, I feel like he's he's trying to make a horror film without knowing how to do it, and he's like, okay, well I'm gonna take this from this horror movie, I'm gonna take this from this horror movie, and take this, from this and it's all gonna be scary because they're from horror movies. And it's like, no, there's a context to all of these scenes that you're you're kind of aping, and if you don't get the context, you're not they're not gonna land the same way. Like again, the the. The bloody elevator, or whatever the fuck it is in this movie, or it was the like the water from the like the um, tanks. Yeah, like props to the duh. To the I don't know why. Designer, though I think I, I think we can, I think we can all agree that whoever did the production design for this movie is fucking badass. Like it's like yeah. a, it's like it's it's absurd and outrageous. But like someone was really like like oh we're gonna like w- you know like th- th- it wasn't like like classy H.R. Geiger inspired uh, production design, but it is like we're gonna go all the way into like spaceship horror movie. Yeah. And and that's that's <laughs> a, that's my problem is that yes the production design is really good, but like and I think that was the problems are like I think it would would have worked as if they had had lit it differently and made it a little more scary. But yeah. then and I feel I feel like the Argument was this. I am. I'm hoping the DP was like, okay, let's like let's drop these lights and let's drop these lights. And someone's like, no, 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 no. Do you see how much work the production designer put yeah. into this? We got to show everything. It's like, no, you don't. 
You just got to show just enough. The whole movie should be that fucking tape of just show just enough to fucking make you go, well, what's around that corner? Because that's what makes Alien work. That's what makes... Uh, I'm trying to think I, I disagree, especially the shots of like the the main room where the 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 spear. That is cool. That is cool. The, yeah. The one that has so spikes like for that, no reason. There's a lot yeah. of pan shots of like the the bridge mm -hmm. being dark, and then all of a sudden you see the three magnetic fields that they're supposed to be called, but um, you know, with the lights on that yeah. are like shining bright on you because it's distracting because you're drawn to it. All of a sudden you see these things line up, and it's bright and it's kind of blinding, but you're looking at it. I think it's cool. Okay, well, and I have a problem with the production designer being like taking what has been a staple of haunted houses since the 60s and 70s, that corridor where it's like the revolver, and they're like, yeah, yeah, just throw, that's what I mean, is that like, it's, it's. Yeah, but there was a reason for it in the movie, too. What was it? Because he, he was like, what is up with this room? It looks like a meat grinder, and Sam Nell's like, oh, it's the magnetic thing because you can't have this thing. Like, it's a fake science, obviously. But <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know it's I mean? irrelevant. But it functions but, it, it functions well in the movie, though, because yeah. you, you remember, like, oh, every time you go through the twisty corridor, that means you're about to enter the core of the ship, yeah. the black hole core, which was, was the spiky room we are talking about. Um, so it's like it, it builds up the spiky room in a way, and I think that's useful, um, at least, you know. Insofar as I'm trying to think of what else uh, I am. Well, well, why, why, why do you? I, I feel like instead of us just like arbitrarily shitting on there it, you go. tell us what you like about the movie. Cause I mean, I, I think, especially too, like, uh, I, I just have, because we I've talked about Ghost Ship too a, a lot because I love it. There's just like certain things I, I like Lawrence Fishburne. I think the cast is good. I think it is scary. I think Sam Neill, this is his, it's like one of the scarier um, characters ever uh, just because. The, his, the tone of voice, especially when, you know, he has his eyes out. It is very Hellraiser-ish, but I like it better because he's an actual person, but he's also incorporated in so many popular films that it's, like, jarring when you see him be this, like, hell-obsessive, like, hell-dementor, you know, that, like... I like that new word hole. you just made up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you like it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like it. I always... I just like space horror, too, but, like, the, the cheesy space horror and, like... Um, the equating it to uh, how far we can actually take it. Because th this movie does a lot of that, you know, especially the guy freaking out and he's like, you can't break the rule of physics and not have consequences that, you know, I, <laughs> I do like it. I, I just think it's That guy really cares about the sanctity of physics. Yeah. That was, yeah. His, big, that was his big problem. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. Not that um, we were getting ripped but apart. Yeah, Nothing had happened yet. He was just upset. More of like, yeah, he built this thing in order to do this, but just like, you know, like atomic bomb shit, you know what I mean? Like we've, look uh, where we've brought ourselves, and we've, you know. It does have a very, like I said, it has a, that Lovecraftian, like, you know, man find discovering something that wasn't supposed to discover, or catching a glimpse of another level of truth or reality that will drive them insane. Yeah, all that, like again, like my problem with this movie is everything on paper should work. It's the execution, like everything. To ev you, to me, yes, to me that that it's. There's so much potential for something really fucking crazy and cool. I wish they had just dropped the budget a little bit or sunk the budget into something else, you know? Maybe. But also, like, in the, Nate, the, 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 Nate, the late 90s, uh, you were getting more into, like, uh, these, like, heavy CGI films, and you were experimenting a little bit with, the, with this. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is a good example of that, and while I find it endearing, you guys don't. But I think that, <laughs> you know, like, it's uh, pretty yep. decent for the time period, too. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, when you like, yeah there's better, but this is, like, it feels, I, I don't know, 
You think it's pretentious, but I... I don't think it's pretentious. I think it's... it's I don't think that's the word for it. I don't think it's pretentious. <laughs> I, think, I, think he's, he's, I think he's... he's the director's just jerking no, off. No, 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 no. I don't mean like he's jerking off as much as like, you know, with like, ooh, like I'm, like, I'm going to blow your mind like with like my content. I think he's like, he's like more of like, yo, dude, we just spent X amount of money to make it look like this is flying in space and it's, there's nothing there. And that to me is where it's not so much pretentious as in like artistic. It's more of like... Look at what we can do with this, with the amount of money. But it's like you've just wasted a million of your sixty million dollar budget on making all these like what, like oh, like Matt said, like these are the fucking sloppiest fucking space people ever. They just leave their shit lying around so it can just fly around. It was, it was because the other one hey, imploded into the. I don't care dimension. if I've gone to another dimension. I've gone to hell. I'm keeping a, I'm keeping my Rolex on my fucking wrist. All right, but I'm not letting that fly cut. anywhere. Easily could have just come off his head. <laughs> it made me think of when you said, we said like the other like I was like what is what other like nineties like late nineties space horror and then it made me think of uh, one that I do like that is garbage which is uh, John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. Oh yeah, I do too. I like that one, but I, I know, know that it's bad. A horror movie. Um, it's Assault of Recent Thirteen. Western, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, well, you're right. There was like this weird. I, I'm sure there were others that I'm yeah, not thinking um, of, but yeah. But but there's but here's the thing. There's something about Ghost because I remember I was one of three people in the theater when Ghost of Mars and I saw it and uh, the other two people were with my fr- were my friends and they're all shitting on the movie and I'm like god shut the fuck up this movie rules and I know it doesn't but it's kind of like the Wes Craven thing where it's like I know but it's it's still it's it's the thing in Assault on Precinct 13 meets Marilyn Manson because there's that guy totally looks like a fucking shitty <laughs> oh right I forgot yeah exactly head, yeah. but it looks real like it, in the sense that like it feels it, when I say it looks real I don't mean that it looks like oh that looks really realistic I just mean that like I feel like I could reach out and touch something in that and I'm going to touch something. Whereas in Event Horizon, I feel like they're half time they're acting against, like I mean that that scene where Jack knows where these like walks into the 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 spiky room with the thing, and he's like he's moving the weird puddles, and like there seems to be such an emphasis on like, oh look how cool those puddles look when they're like you know, <laughs> and it's like wrong thing. You're putting your emph- you're putting your your energy into the wrong thing. It's like, also basically the same effect as T1000 yeah. like but not years as good. later and it just it looks awful. And again, you know, I, I don't know how much this is, this is just we're watching a shitty transfer on like a DVD or whatever, Yeah, no, like, I mean uh, it's you think that would actually help. Yeah, no, it would. <laughs> and, and, and but like and like I said, like I get like I understand like why there you know there is some love for this movie because there are a lot of things that are, it should have going for it like the cast is Lawrence Fishburne is fucking rad. Yeah. And I and the problem is here's one thing that like I wish they had kind of explored more and and they because and, it was my it was the most interesting part of the whole movie to me besides the the weird video was that the the Lawrence Fishburne's team all they are all supposed to have like this family esque relate like little bear and mama bear yeah. and all and I really love that like I wish that I, they explored it enough to where I actually gave a shit when like. Jack knows where he's outside, and Kathleen Quinlan's begging him to like not do what he's about to do. Or when Lawrence Fishburne's like, "I'm coming to save you," it's like I get, I get the why we're supposed to care that Lawrence Fishburne's going to do this, but I don't. Like I love Lawrence Fishburne, and I love that he's 100. percent Like I am going to save Jack Noseworthy, but it's like I don't give a shit about any of these characters enough for. I'm like, cool. The only person I care about is Jason Isaac. Yeah. Who like when he gets killed. It seems like Paul, Paul Anderson's like, yeah, yeah, I just need something when, oh, did you ever see Silence of the Lambs? Let's use that. Because <laughs> that, when he walks in, he sees him like, and it's like, cool, but again, it's just, it, it to me, it just seemed yeah. like somebody who was just, didn't, maybe not a fan of horror films or not, or just wanting to make one, but not knowing how. I feel like this movie in somebody else's hands would have been a lot different. It would have been a better movie. It would have been more enjoyable. 
Um, I just it. Do you think the hell thing is what makes it scarier than other space horror movies. As, I w- a, as a as a lapsed Catholic, do you think? Yeah. That's oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A lapsed Catholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, uh, all that religious shit when like when you're a lapsed Catholic, like yeah. I think it's like that's the part. The only time I ever really. Because I, I think he's talking about you or well, there's me. There's also a seductive uh, part in it too. You know, Sam Neill's obviously this obsessive, and he wants to just like live in this like hell dimension forever, and wants to bring them all in. And he's like, "Come with me, my sweet." Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, just suffer forever, which is also. But um, I, th- I think that's one of the things about like horror, religious horror films that do affect lapsed Catholic. I think it's the only time that a lapsed Catholic gets affected by their lack of or their former what they grew up mm-hmm. with is when you see in a horror film and you're like oh man I gotta straighten up my act real quick or I'm gonna be like that guy like the hell dimension. but I don't but I like that it's not hell as in like the Judeo-Christian hell it's like, like it doesn't the seem torture. like it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it knows if it wants to be that or not yeah. you know what right I mean? like, well, and, and if it leaned more into it that apparently yeah. no one could decipher besides the one character <laughs> I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's that there's a scene where Jason Both Isaac and religion. Yeah, just going very, in there. Very, very clever, like actually. <laughs> but like when Jason Isaac and, and William uh, Lawrence Fishburne are talking yeah. about like Lawrence Fishburne was like, I did this thing one time and it was fucked up and I promised I would never let a person you know like go again. And Jason Isaac's like, I've known you for a long time and I didn't know this. That scene to me, I was like, God, where's this? Seen multiple times throughout the movie, so I actually start caring about these people. But see, that's the weird thing about it is like that's just flatliners. Like it's just like we all go in and our like deepest darkest secret gets yeah. uncovered and it gets like put, it, it gets shoved down our no, our throats. Yeah. And, and you're like that, that's one thing, but you're like, if the ship actually went to hell, that's like a different thing. You know what I mean? And you're like, sure. It's, all, it's like it feels kind of yeah. scarier even. And like I think when Sam Neill has his face all fucked up and he's like got his eyes all you know whatever. Gouged out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, like that's like this is actual some like some hell shit. This mm-hmm. is like Well, I suppose when he's like when he's running around naked with like with, yeah. with like all the fucking like that yeah. part doesn't bother me. Like that Sam Neill doesn't scare me as much as Sam Neill when he's in the cockpit and he's like, I don't have any eyes and I'm looking like mm-hmm. fucked up. Whereas like when he's naked, Sam Neill being like throwing people around, I'm like Get out of here, naked well, Samuel. Like, remember the, the Wreck movies, the the the, Spa- oh, the Spanish yeah. zombie movies, where you're like, it's like it's it's an outbreak, but then like in the end of the first Wreck movie, you realize it's like a demon possession, mm-hmm. and like the demon is the is the is the is the contagion, and then you're like, okay, that's kind of dumb, but I still enjoyed this movie because for the most part it was just a zombie movie, and then you watch Wreck two, and it like tries to reconcile those two things, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, like like so when you have like a science thing and a religion thing that like, kind of uh-huh. crammed together. It's so hard to like make that. I don't work know. Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter really does that for that me. That movie is insane. Like, it, that, that but movie, it works for me. It doesn't do it any better than these movies. I do. disagree. It works for me. It makes the science. It, it, it does the science and religion thing really well, and it's also kind of a zombie movie with a demonic possession like aspect. Of, like you know, I like. I really. It's just sort of like pick a lane. I mean, I think I feel like Sunshine <laughs> does a better job of it, and because it doesn't really get into like religion. I like the ending of Sunshine, but. It's been a while since I saw it. But it feels like Sunshine is like a like a slightly better remake of Event Horizon or something. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's, it's they're trying to yeah. do some similar things. I, I also couldn't stand the fucking comic relief. You know, the guy who like is like he was trying to repair like the ship. Very ni- it, the the type of comic relief is very nineties. It it, the jokes were funny, but well, yeah, and it's also but it's also like uh, wow, like any chance of this movie getting it's under like my skin? Like jokey though, it was more like an anxiety joke of like. Uh, right, know? I want to, but I want to see like I want to see this movie done the way The Exorcist is done, where it's like almost like they're not making like they're just like they're like they're making a, a movie with like all this crazy shit happening, but they're treating it as straight as possible, you know, as opposed to, like, something just, I want to feel, 
I want I wanted to be scared by this movie, and so I'm just remake it. It's like I mean, the, yes, the, the best the best remakes are of bad movies. They should just remake this one. I really I think so. Just give just give somebody else another sixty. Well, you know, it's funny because <laughs> you know. one of the things I wanted. Yeah, you could write it. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm, I'm available. <laughs> I, I I actually was thinking that too. I was like, man, we should write. We should all we rewrite should, this movie. We <laughs> should write the. Uh... Um, but one of the reasons why the other thing about this movie too that's really interesting, and I, I won't go too much into this because there's actually a podcast that does go into this stuff, um, but there. Is a one of the guys who does Friday Night Frights has this podcast called Best Movies Never Made. Yeah, and William Malone, who did a Creature, he did the House on Haunted Hill remake. Mm-hmm. He was developing this movie called Dark Star. Yeah, um, which is no relation to the John Carpenter I know one. I was really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, or maybe it was, was John Dead. Movie? There was dark, not Dark Star. Maybe it was Dead Star. I can't remember what it was. It was something. It was either Something's Dark or said, Dead. Yeah. yeah, and it was very similar, where a ship goes to what basically is hell and comes back. And Giger does, was going to do it was doing some design work oh, for yes, it. Yes, yeah. okay, yes, and yeah. and then it, it, the movie went through so many different like iterations and changes, and directors that it eventually became this other movie entirely that came out right around the time of Event Horizon. They called Supernova, but mm-hmm. it was completely different than what it was originally. What with that with the William Malone movie originally started off as was something to the like, effect of yeah. Event Horizon, but just looking at the the. The, uh, if you you can see you, you go online, you can see some of the design work that Giger was working on. And it's like holy shit, that's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Wait, was yeah there was, uh, well there's also apparently there's a lost version of, of, of this movie. Uh, there, apparently there was a 130 minute cut that he did initially. Oh my god. And the movie tanked. We're talking about Event Horizon yeah. again. Uh, the movie tanked and uh, and so the studio. But I guess they had to rush it out because Titanic was over budget and over schedule or whatever, and so they had mm-hmm. to rush Event Horizon out. And so they just chopped the shit out of it apparently. And then it did really well on video. And so they were in DVD, and so they were gonna bring Paul Anderson again to, to like. But to this time, the Paul Thomas cut. Anderson. They lost. Yeah, they, they, were gonna, they were gonna bring Paul Thomas Anderson in to, to, to re-edit it and, and and do the director's cut. But they had like lost the studio had some had lost the film, I guess. And so another movie that we'll never see is the which Jess would love is the 130 minute director's well, cut. You know, it's funny because I read that I read that too, and like I also read that they originally the test audience members. I wrote these notes down. Test audience members. Uh, fainted from gore, and then I wrote clearly they must have tested a bunch of eight year olds because there's nothing that gory in this movie. That maybe that's what those uh, extra forty minutes were. Yeah, I, I think I think badass actually. If it's, just, if it's just like just gnarly gore for forty, 40 minutes. I for this episode, this is the longest way of, for me to get to this point that I feel like sums up how I feel about this movie is the wrong Paul Anderson wrote directed this movie. Like if Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson directed <laughs> this movie with like you know like you know how like when you're watching there will be blood and there's that like that weird like you know, droning feeling, and there's that like sense of dread when he's like, you know, that's what I wanted this movie to feel like. I want this movie to be a fucking crazy art film that kind of turns into Hellraiser at the end, and I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson could have delivered something like oh that now. Yeah. Just saying. Phantom Thread has some, has some great scary stuff in it. See? The ghost stuff in Phantom Thread is awesome. Which um, one, now, which Phantom Thread are you talking about? The one by Paul Thomas Anderson or the one by <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson? Yeah, yeah, the, the video game. Where, version. like... <laughs> Um, what what was the other one? Because there was another one besides Supernova. There was there was, an, there was one that was that all, they all came out around the same time. Like you were saying, that yeah. an, another space movie that had Jamie Lee Curtis in it. That was maybe directed by Francis Ford Coppola. No, no, no. Like the one that was like sa- Plague or no? That was Virus. It doesn't virus. take place on a, on a spaceship. It takes place on a uh, like a ship, like a on the water. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely do this live. Donald Sutherland, as opposed to Jamie Lee Curtis, based on a Dark Horse comic book. I, why do I know all this stuff about Virus? I don't know, yeah, but it does. It takes place on a ship, like a yeah. like Is a. It? it it was Tugboat. more. 
okay. A tugboat. Tugboat ship. They're the it's same like, well, thing. This is kind of a small vessel for that. Was it Francis Ford Coppola? No. No. What movie John am I thinking Bruno? of? Coppola was one of the ghost directors, apparently, oh, on Supernova, Supernova along, with, okay. along with Walter yeah. Hill. Uh-huh. I can't remember who the credited director is, but it went, like, again, it went through so many different people and in so many different editors because they couldn't figure out. And that's an example of, like, Hollywood being like, yeah, we'll take the script and then just. Okay, so Supernova was the one you were talking about that had the Geiger designs and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, when it was originally called Dark yeah. Star or Death Star or Dead Star or whatever something star. I feel like it had like a like it was it was like Francis Ford Coppola presents Supernova or something. That's right? well, that's what happened was like yeah. they they end up making it and then it's just so they they just they're like what the fuck are we gonna do with this movie that they they went through so many different editors and then Coppola stepped in. Coppola if you watch the nineties a lot of films in the nineties he directs Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, and then Jack. My favorite. Yeah. But then he just executive produced a bunch of stuff. Like you're watching Sleepy Hollow and like. Jack. Yeah. yeah. After, ja- after, Dra- <laughs> after Dracula hey, and Jack. The original Benjamin Button. He shows up like just as a producer. <laughs> the opposite, right? I think he grows really fast. He's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like an old so man. So the original Fly like 2 or the Fly 2 remake. What? In yeah. Fly 2, uh, Eric Stoltz grows super fast. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Jack. He like grows. Yeah, he, he gets like, better. He becomes 14 in like two days or something, right? Yeah. I, I, I remember and Jack, no, he has, he's supposed to have like a form of pregaria, um, but it's not obviously because it's. He just gets this. He's a kid with a weird disease where he turns into Robin Williams. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I've never seen this movie. I've never. Oh my god, I saw it in the movie theater. J Lo's in it. She plays. Yeah, like he gets this weird. It's kind of like The Fly, you know, where like he's like his dad's doing like an experiment, but his experiment's basically trying to fuse like a little boy with Robin Williams, and then turns into Jack. Sounds hot. Um, really <laughs> actually, I think I described a way better movie than what Jack was. Yeah, yeah. Jack is really bad, and it's really strange that Coppola did it. Yeah, the, there was there was a there was that period where he did like those Essie Hinton adaptations yep. that were Outsiders, that were Rumblefish. Yeah, yeah, Rumblefish is one of my favorite movies. Say, I mean, there's an audience for those. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me. But a lot of those, fuck off, fuck I, no, those movies are cool. Rumblefish, especially, yeah, fucking yes. weird. They're done really it well. Weird. So. It's great. Yeah, I remember. I think Sofia Coppola referred to it as an art film for kids, which I was like, yeah. that's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is just like mm-hmm. just the coolest fucking shitty character ever. What? And he did a lot of that like, stuff like that, like with like uh, like rear projection and like um, matte paintings and stuff, like these mm-hmm. old school techniques and stuff that he ended up using in Dracula. Yeah, it seemed like he was like sort oh, of test, I just I think in those S. E. Hinton novels or yeah. adaptations. Another great example of, of a movie that comes out in the '90s that uses practical effects and they fucking work. Dracula. Yeah, Dracula could have been all CGI, but it wasn't because CGI because right around the time like was when you know Cameron's yeah, doing T two. In Dracula, the Coppola Dracula, right? Yeah, yeah, all yeah, of it. He is, used a lot of old school. It, it's, he only it's used. Did, we talk about this, or maybe I did on one of the Halloween horror um, it's, movie picks. But yeah, he did a lot of old school practical effects, and they work. They're scary. Yeah, of course they work. But I, like I said, in the late to early nineties, people were just experimenting with CGI in movies. It's it's just a progression, you know. For fuck off, Mickey. I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola should have directed Event Horizon. <laughs> Would have been Is a good movie. In, uh, in the Outsiders, where uh, like Pony Boy is like leaning on like a fence post or something, and in the in the wide shot, it looks like they're on a set, maybe or maybe even on location. But in the close up, he's clearly just like there's just like a like a tiny like wooden post that he's like leaning his arm on, and then it's just like kind of like orange light projected onto like a psych in the background. Uh-huh. And you're like, this is the most like base level effect yeah. you could possibly do, but it looks fucking awesome. I mean, I I, yeah. I really love the the. the, the like yeah, like the yeah. Practical effects when I, when I, re- I I rewatch Bram Stoker's Dracula often, and I'll, I'll I do. 
I probably I I, yeah. once a week. I ignore Keanu Reeves. I do my best because I mean I Even love Keanu. Love him. I do, but he is fuck, and he is a cool dude. But he is. In Keanu, but uh, his his performance in Bram Stoker's Dracula is fucking garbage. It is so yeah, bad. Um, not but Lawrence Fishburne, though. Not Lawrence Fishburne. No, what I'm saying is, like, the effects, though, I will watch it sometimes just for the effects, like, you know, when he first shows up to the castle and, like, the, and, and like, Lucy coming out, you know, when she's getting back into the, the, the tomb after, like, they've scared her off and everything and how it's all shot backwards. Yeah. So her movements have that, j- so many th- cool things that you could have done in Event Horizon. I mean, there's there's, there's guess, a lot of there's a lot like, of good movies that could also be Event Horizon. But, yeah, you, uh, I don't think you can you can't. <laughs> I, I feel like in it's just you're asking a lot of wish for something that's already made, and especially in the time period. I think that's the story about everything, though. Is that like you watch something after the fact, and you're like, God, I wish that was more like Alien. I don't. I don't wish anything for Event Horizon. I think it's perfect as it is. Oh God, you are grossly. Abused. You know what's your birthday? I'll let you have it. Yeah, Guys, this was more like Chevy Chase's European vacation. Uh, I think it would be a lot better if it were if it were more like a family in a station. Excuse wagon. me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, I love drives to hell. I love I love European vacation. By the way, I watch it every Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. It is a great, great comedy. Is it? Yes. I'm sorry. The whole the, the Germany the scene where they're on the fucking train and they they say they're not going to talk to each other at all and they're just like driving each other crazy with all the cracks me up every time. I think Jason Lively was such a great, like oh, yeah. rusty. Chevy Chase should have made a much better. Uh, the hills captain. are alive. The hills are alive with the sound of Griswold. Part. Fucking kills me every time. <laughs> oh, they also should have put Keanu Reeves in this movie. Like, uh, you know, what I mean? that, that was a, that was a misstep. Yeah, but the Matrix came out with Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. And Fishburne. Um, a few years later. Two. That really is the, the, the moment where Keanu really kind of grew into himself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, because there's a bunch of movies that he kind of ruins for, that are, like, before yeah. that. Like, I, I feel, like, I feel like, like, like Dracula, his performance is so bad that he basically ruins Yeah. The movie. He and, and also, My like, Own Private Idaho is another movie that he, he basically is, no, single-handedly no, ruins. No, 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 no. I still no, love no. both of those movies unequivocally. Yeah. No, and he also doesn't, love Keanu Reeves unequivocally. He so doesn't yeah, ruin... It's a complicated feeling, I have to say. It Bullshit. Is. He doesn't ruin My Own Private Idaho. He's very good in My Own Private Idaho. The only problem is that... Yes, it's very true. The only problem... The problem is, is that he's acting alongside River Phoenix, who's making like everybody look bad in that movie. Dude, go back and watch him do shitty Shakespeare. It was uh, great. I love that scene. I know that's that was exactly gonna be my argument for why the king is like the mayor of Portland. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? I I love love that. that. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, it truly is like a kitchen sink movie. But River Phoenix, all of my ideas I've ever had, and I'm gonna put them all in one movie. River Phoenix makes everybody look bad. I watched Sneakers last night, and I was like, man, River Phoenix is like fucking owning. Half of the cast, and the, ha- and the cast Robert is like Redford, Rod Redford, yeah. Sidney Poitier, like yeah. Dan Aykroyd, Rod, like River Phoenix. He's got a small, you know, he's not the, he's not the biggest part in that movie, but when he's when he's on there, I'm like, man, I am way more interested in his character than anybody else. Talk about like a, like, like, a, like a handsome guy who like was a terrible actor who just like kind of became a good actor gradually over the course of his career. It's kind of amazing. Don't you know say that River yeah. Phoenix because he was a great actor and Stand By Me. I fucking cry every time. Thank you. Yeah. Check please. There's uh, yeah. I mean, I have to, the, the point is is never stop making John Wick movies. Uh, yeah, no, make, they're make great. Make two a year every year. Bill and Ted, I'll accept. Oh, I can't wait for that. Well, I cannot wait for Bill and Ted three. Also, Knock Knock is another like kind of weirdly I think underappreciated. Oh, the remake of uh. Yes, 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 yes. A home invasion movie, the Eli no, Roth it's movie. A, it's a it's a, it, it's a remake of a home invasion movie from the seventies oh, with Seymour Cassell yeah. as the husband, and Sa- Sandra Locke, who was Clint Eastwood's girlfriend at the time. She, but I can't believe it wasn't called Knock Knock. It it's was called, called like Don't. Isn't it? Don't Knock Twice or something. No. Uh, I just made that name up. That was pretty cool. Is, is Save that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't see that. No. Although because it. 
It's really fun, actually. It's like one of my favorite Eli Roth movies, which is kind of a short list. Oh, you know, Keanu Reeves um, was great in Neon Demon. Thank you. Yeah, he was great in the Neon Demon. I would say that the Keanu Reeves parts are the best part of Neon Demon. Yeah, that might be fair, <laughs> but I feel like that's not saying. Man, you also guys are fucked. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> You're the only one. I, yeah, I remember we talked about this. because You know who should have directed Event Horizon? Nicholas Winding Refn. You know what? That would have been, been fucking sick. Is he still, was it, wasn't he going to remake um, Maniac Cop? Was he? He was producing it. Oh, oh okay. Um, I, I still think that this is pretty solid. I think I think it earns its cult status really as like a 90s uh, great space horror. Yeah. I do. I, I think it's fun. It's a fun movie to like just kind of like... Uh, Obviously, we're sitting here and we're watching it and we're going through like all the shitty details. But I think it's like a fun movie. I think it's fun to watch. I think it's fun to put on and like you know revisit. I just think it's it's a great fun space horror. Okay, it's your birthday. I'm gonna let yeah, you have all you that. You suck my dick. I'll <laughs> let you have all that because it's your birthday. And uh... <laughs> no, I mean, I honestly, I, I think that I think that that by the time you get to the end and you've got fucking uh, uh, Sam Neil with his like face all chopped up and shit. Um, it, it is fun. It is. It's, yeah. it, it gets fun. You, it, unfortunately, you have to wait like sixty minutes to get to that point. But like, <laughs> I, I think that, you know that concept is scary. The idea that you're like, oh, we uh, we crossed up into a black hole and now we're in fucking hell. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like it's pretty intense. And I think like you were saying, it's like this is like a classic horror trope. It goes back to Frankenstein. It's like, mm. oh, we shouldn't mess around with too much science, or we'll you know whatever. Yeah. You know, can't be playing God, or the we'll like, be cool upset about it. I'll just go watch Disney's Black Hole though, and get the same exact feeling that you guys get. The fun part, except for the ending, is far more crazier and fucked up. You know what else this is true of? The actual original Hellraiser. The first yeah. sixty minutes of it are like boring as shit. No, it's they're like not. Weird, I, like adultery movie. And yeah, then, it and is. Then, it's very much Yeah. But it's great. And That's then what it the whole becomes a horror movie. Like but the last. That is minutes. the drive of the movie. Is the shit that we will do for what we want. You know, yeah. like she becomes. Hear my eye rolling. I don't. I oh my god, Hellraiser! That's the whole premise. The yeah, first Hellraiser is fucking. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, she was Pinhead was never supposed to be the the monster. It yeah. was supposed to be Julia. She was supposed to be the the Freddy Krueger. The yeah. and she's Hellraiser is a, mm, Hellraiser's too solid of a horror movie for you to be rolling your eyes. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I I vehemently roll my eyes at the first Hellraiser. The whole series, really, honestly. I don't. And the, we're ending on a high the, note. Venerating <laughs> Clive Barker. All of these things are all things I roll my eyes at. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh oh hold on hold on real quick. I know it's your birthday and we're wrapping up, but I got I gotta cover this before I forget because I've been talking about how I wanted to cover this with you for a while. Um, I uh, I saw a movie a few months ago, maybe two months ago, a movie that you championed and you said that was interesting oh, and that you liked yeah. way more than waiting. Mandy. And I've been waiting to talk to you. Fucking predators. Or pre the Predator yeah. was how could you roll your eyes at Hellraiser and stick up for Predator? That movie was garbage. The Shane Black Predator? Yes. The, the Shane Black Predator is better than any of the Hellraiser movies. Okay. Now <laughs> I know you're just saying that to get under my skin. No, and no, I didn't really mean that. I enjoyed it a lot more. That is the, some of the worst dialogue I've ever fucking seen well, in a movie. I, I, I didn't. You, we just watched Event like, Horizon. How do you say that? I know. I know you've ever heard. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. put this out there. I'm gonna say this. I liked it when it comes when comparing the two, Event Horizon and Predator. With the Shane Black one, I think Event Horizon is a fucking masterpiece. That's that's the craziest thing. That is not. Said. I think the dialogue think is better than this. Horizon is a masterpiece in itself. Okay, but especially compared <laughs> to Predator, it is like I'm like, goddamn, what an achievement! 
<laughs> if you commit like a crime later in your life and you were like using like a, you're, pleading, you're pleading insanity uh, as part of your, your means to get off, we're gonna play this recording back, and the jury's gonna be like, yeah, right, yeah, I mean that's clearly they're gonna insane. be like, yeah, we saw Predator Two, and it was fucking uh, not Predator Two because Predator Two is awesome, but Predator T, and then T O O, and uh, they're gonna be like, yeah, you're fucking. Then right. you're going to jail. Now they're gonna be like, you're brilliant because <laughs> Shane Black's fucking Predator is uh, garbage sauce. It's fucking terrible. You, you, um, you guys are Philistines. You don't know good art when you see it. Okay. Before we end, though, so yeah. congratulations. Oh, Mickey's thank you. Getting married. Yeah. Yep. Not for a, not for a little while, but I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not make it seem like now. it's it's like it's yeah, gonna happen Jim tomorrow. Jim but has been on our show. A yes. Few times, she did our sleepaway uh, yeah. slumber party massacre mm-hmm. episode, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get married. So yeah, you're gonna have a slumber party forever. That's right. The rest <laughs> of your life. That's right. It's gonna forever. be the rest of my life. Somebody who's gonna be like, why are you watching that? Yeah, or someone who uh, like will accept the shit that you watch. I know that's true. That's true. She's uh, and I, you know, the, the the woman who is very much going to like Sarah Connor mode and like over this earthquake shit. Like, I mean, oh, like yeah. she is so overly prepared. If that there was an apocalypse, yeah, yeah, she my would, place, you would live only because of Kate. Yeah, but I mean, like, but at the same time, yeah, but I provide the entertainment, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, but congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank yes. you very much. Okay. Um, well, I think right. that's it. I think that's a good that's way to end the episode. Thank Every, you. And also, if you agree, feel free to message Mickey and tell him to suck your dick. Yep. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and hey, Matt. hey, you know what? If you're lucky, I might actually do it. So <laughs> we'll Thanks. see. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where's she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been and what it's brought back with it. Did you hear that? What is it? This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. Yeah.